welcome to episode 28 of Book Off Banter. We're so sorry that we missed last week, but Carla managed to sneak away for a little a little break. How was that, Carla? Oh my God. Okay, so um, I don't go on holiday as a rule. Uh, I don't know about anybody else. But so, some people really love holidays. I find them the most stressful thing on earth. I hate the whole thing of it, the whole yeah. getting ready to go, the traveling there. I have about two days where I'm chilled and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is quite good. I quite like it. And then I start stressing about what's happening at home. Are my horses okay? Are my dogs okay? Anyway, so my husband, we happened, very rare that me and also my husband, God, because we both work in the health service, can get a week off together anyway. And my husband saw that I had the week off. He managed to get the week off as well. So he was like, how about we go to Norfolk? He just, we'll just go on holiday in Norfolk. He said, we can take the dogs. He's like kind of selling it to me. Yeah. Now, All right. I can take the dogs. He went. And he said, if you get, if anything happens, you can be home in a couple of hours. I thought, this is it. Let's do it. And um, yeah, the only problem was we, we were meant to be away for the week. And Vince's jabs, Vince and Solo's jabs, Vince's were most important, had to be done that week. Because obviously, um, same as with BS, you can't have your jabs done within seven days of the next run. Because of the way my, my, I ran at Ely and then I ran, I'm going to be running Aston on Saturday. Because of that, they had to be done in this week. So I, had to, I actually came back on the Wednesday and rode. That was probably quite reassuring, <laughs> just a little like check in, check everything's okay. It, you know, it was brilliant. I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I had a holiday and I was totally chill about it. The Even problem's going to be when we... you go like to Spain and you're like, so I'm just going to need to nip that. Won't go down quite so well, I don't think. So yeah, we brought, I brought the dogs back with me. So they came home and then went back on holiday. They were all very confused. Like, what's going on here? Um, but yeah, we had a wonderful time. Obviously the weather helped. When the throes of a heat wave, and I posted some very poncy, um arty kind of pictures of me on the seaside at the seaside um with these with these sunsets that look like something from Ibiza oh it was just glorious we had a wonderful time it was so lovely yeah, I drank a large amount as well which is amazing, it's crazy isn't hasn't it? it it has been yeah. like being abroad it's been beautiful it's, everyone's woning and I'm like no don't moan it's lovely yes it's hot shut up have a solero <laughs> do you know it's it's like grab yourself a chalk ice have a glass of wine, chill out. Yes, it's hot, but you know what? It's better than mud. God, yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. So I uh, have, I've, I've been so busy, not just being on holiday. I've done loads of stuff. Uh, so I volunteered uh, at a local BE event. I love that you can play to all of your strengths. <laughs> I tell you something, I found my calling in life. I found my calling in life. There were people at the far end of the cross-country course that were wondering if it was their time to show jump. Honestly, I, it was brilliant. I had you know so soon they're going to do away with any of the tannoy systems and they're just going to be like, let's just get Don't Carla. need it. Yeah. Don't just need it. Just stand on, a, stand on a couple of steps and she can tell everyone <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> it was so... If you haven't volunteered, and I know we, we laughed about this and we said it was a punishment before, but if you... I haven't volunteered at an event. I really do recommend it because 
it really is so much fun. I, I mean, I can't talk for BS. I'm sure it is just as good for them as it is for us at BE. But oh my was... God. So I was going to talk about this in my, because we're going to do a sort of topic on shows, but I will quickly just say the girls who were doing the jumps at the, at oh the my show God. I was at honestly looked like they would have rather licked razors than be in that ring. <laughs> Licked, licked piss off a nettle is my <laughs> yeah I mean one girl at one point just sat on the floor <laughs> she looked like she's gonna cry I kind of, that's kind of a mood I can imagine I can I can she must have done something very bad to be given that job yeah that's worse than electric spirits probably <laughs> she says absolutely absolutely shit the bed at a bs show at BE, it was not too bad, I don't think. So what were you but... doing? Were you, like, just calling numbers and things, organising? So so basically, it should be the same for BS, is under the COVID rules, there's only a certain amount in the warm-up, allowed mm-hmm. in the warm-up. So basically, we are running to, running to time, which we should always be doing anyway. Um, but BE, eventers will always try their luck. So they'll come down to their show jumping. Uh, they'll finish their dressage and usually just get ready straight away for their show jumping and come down. So they might just be a little bit earlier. Yeah. So my job was to run sort of kind of like the pre-warm-up area. So I could only keep a certain amount of numbers in that area and I was given their time. So if a number came and like their time wasn't for another hour or so, I had to tell them to basically piss off. Yeah. Their time was coming quite close and it was looking like I could get them into the warm-up soon. I would hold them um, or I would, if there was a bit of time to spare I would send them somewhere else and say look go and walk over around over there so it was kind of just making sure that there wasn't congregations of people in the warm-up yeah so that was my job but of course then it did involve some shouting which basically gave me so much joy and it was just brilliant I got to bellow at people's numbers and tell them they were next and they could go into the warm-up oh it was wonderful I loved it I loved it. And um, I was on a day, there was a lot of pros there on the day that I was there. And they were every, well, all of the people I dealt with were wonderful, bar one potential owner, but we won't go over that. Um, But all the pros. You know, everybody now, the only person they're interested in is who that was. (laughs) Oh, they were quite, they were a little bit rude. They were a little bit rude to me. And I did take the piss back. But you know when you do it in like in such a super overly polite way, yeah. That they can't, they don't know whether you're taking the piss or not. Yeah, I kind of did that. My I don't know if I'm proud of this queen of that. This we had this livery yard owner a long time ago. I'm going back a long, long time, and he wasn't very nice to a lot of the kids. I mean, to be fair to him, when I look back now, I think what the actual fuck? Because we just yeah. got dropped off, like at nine o'clock in the morning we got picked up at half past six so it was a yard full of like kids just running feral all day with ponies which like now I think what the fuck like yeah but at the time it was talk that was just what happened and that was how it was and he wasn't the nicest he was um yeah he wasn't the best and so one day he'd gone to my mum and he'd said that um she would like she would have to be around more and which is fair enough but anyway you know he was really sort of really arsy with it and um she just really like politely and sweetly said, no, I don't think that's going to be necessary. 
And he was like, what? It will be necessary. (laughs) And she said, no, because I think that we're going to go somewhere where the owner's a little bit more pleasant. And he was like, (laughs) the wind was like totally taken out with sails. Um, And he was like, right, you've got two weeks. And she was like, no, no, we couldn't stay two weeks around with you. It's horrific. We're going to go tomorrow. (laughs) Obviously, we had nowhere to put the damn pony. Like, so she picked me up from school and she was like, we need to find somewhere for the pony to go. I was like, oh, ideal. (laughs) That's just great. (laughs) But yeah, she was the queen of that. I did a little bit of that because at one point I was like sorting like there was a little bit of a congregation. I was sorting it all out. And then I just looked at this woman. Oh, I've dropped that it's a woman. Square in the eye and went, is that okay with you? <laughs> like in this really sarcastic tone. And But the thing was, I wasn't in the wrong with anything I was doing. And I wouldn't have been like that had I been. The other thing as well was I was incredibly sleep deprived. I'd just done two 13-hour back-to-back nights. Um, and I was running on caffeine and it was you know and I just thought but yeah it was great fun so if you haven't volunteered there is a role for everybody especially in BE so do contact your local centres and see you know there's fence judging dressage writing stewarding so many jobs get out of there have a go you might even get to meet someone like me can you imagine don't pull that face Katie you don't look very impressed well, if you, you do, laughing? bring ear defenders. That's all I can say. Because you will have her indoor voice. I did not have an in- I don't have an indoor voice. Do not have no. an indoor voice. The funniest thing, what you're, la- you're all laughing, or you lot, Katie lives in a different county. I haven't even got a microphone. <laughs> don't need one. I can just shout, lean out my window, shout, we can record the podcast like that. I always say that to Ben. So, Whenever yeah. Ben's on the phone, I'm like, oh, you needn't bother with that, Ben. Honestly, you're bellowing so loud because like, one of his really good friends is in Wales. And I'm like, he'll hear you. No trouble at all. Yeah, so my news is the new horses. Oh, my God. Do you know oh. the name thing? It's still rumbling on. So I got so oh, they've still not got names. No, not really. I saw I, that it was like loads like... Yeah, I got so many messages. It was amazing. I got some yeah. really amazing suggestions. And I went round and round and round in circles. And the whole time I was doing that, Ben was freaking out. Oh my God, you're going to curse us. This is going to be really bad luck. And he then proceeded to like, the horses that we've changed the names of in the past, say, well, what about that one? Something went wrong with that one. And I'm like, well, yeah, but if you do that with every horse we've ever had, something will have gone wrong with it at some point. Yeah, But he couldn't, like he just so he just was whinging on and on and on and that freaked me out because then I thought if anything goes wrong with these horses and I've changed their bloody names he's gonna mm. say you see it's so I was yeah like, I'll I just... told you so yeah so I was like there's nothing worse than giving your husband the opportunity to say I told you so that's quite isn't. straight and then in addition there was this like Irish woman who was messaging me who had me in absolute stitches and she was like no oh you're giving me bad vibes please don't do it please don't <laughs> Oh no. And then she was like, um, do you know, we're basically, we're all a bunch of pagans. We, we don't believe in that sort of thing. So I was hysterical. And I was telling Ben this message and he said, they're all pagans. Are they the ones that are opposite to the Catholics? And I was like, no, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the poodle. The poodle got that a little bit wrong, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that nearly got him wanker of the week, to be fair. He was bloody close with that one. So, I mean, yeah, it's provided great entertainment all around. Um, so I was like, look, I'm just going to keep their names. It'll be fine. 
but I hate the names so much. They just don't make sense to me to call them those names. Do you know what I mean? Remind me again what, remind me again what the names are. Um, so the black one is called Tommy, which I don't have a problem with, but for some reason it just isn't a Tommy. And the cream one is called Ohio. So, and then the done one doesn't have a name. So still, so what are you calling it? Like when you're dealing with it, what are you calling it? Just horse. Predominantly done one, done one, one, cream one, black one. Um, I quite like the name done one. He's done one. Yeah, I like that. Um, And then I was like, oh, look, we'll just, we'll just leave them as they are. We'll call them like what they're called. I don't think I've ever called the black one, Tommy, the whole time. I'd still call him the black one. What are you calling it? The black one. Black one. Or the black cob. The cream one gets called So when you Hi-ho. call him, like if he's doing something, it's quite cool. Well, they do, I like Hi-ho. they do two weeks isolation. So we only like go and check on them and, you know, give them a handful of feed on the floor. So I've not done a lot with them. I've only just started like at the weekend. Okay. So I've got away with it up until now, but now it's becoming a problem. Um, Ohio, I was like, that's fine. We'll just keep him Ohio. But I keep calling them hi-ho. And then Henry keeps saying, why are you calling him hi-ho? And I'm like, because it makes more sense. Obviously it doesn't. And then I call the done one spoon face. <laughs> spoon face. Don't know why. Um, so really, spoon face. Spoon face. So I think because it's got a bit of a dishy face. I don't know. So look, I don't know. Someone came up today and she asked what the names were and I told her, but I said, I hate them. And I said, I wanted to call them like the hairy one was going to be Hagrid. Um, the done one was going to be Lord. And I couldn't remember what the cream one was going to be. She was like, oh my God, I love that. They really suit those names. So I've gone back now. I've done a full circle and I'm like, maybe I should just change them because I've tried to keep them the names they are and I can't get away with it. So maybe I'll do that. So anyway, I feel like I've witted on for ages. But To be I've, fair though, it doesn't matter what their actual names are. The majority of the time, they're a horse. The majority of the time you're going to call them arsehole, wanker, <laughs> dickhead, yeah. bellend. You know, it, their actual names. I mean, I always joke, we actually think Solo thinks his actual name is for fuck's sake Solo because we say that so much at him. For fuck's sake Solo. The, the poor guy at the pool thinks, oh, that's my, that must be my yeah. name. So you like, if you just call him Solo, <laughs> you just call that? him Solo. He's like, who the fuck's that? That is not my name. My name is much grander than that. So, you know, and they all have their own little nicknames like Polly. We, we've called we call it pole poles because we have this annoying thing of sort of doubling their names like we do um yeah. uh vince tends to well vince or vincent if i'm in a bad mood with him so so you know it's true like manny know. is manuel from barcelona so it is true that's what everyone said to me you're going to give them a million names anyway yeah. but yeah so yeah. basically i'm no further forward but i've ridden i've ridden the block well, yeah Carl. one of them's called spoon face <laughs> exactly and who doesn't want to be called Spoonface and hi-ho? Um, to be honest, I'm quite disappointed. I didn't think of it as a name for my child. So, you know. Um, yeah, I've ridden the black one and he is so lush. You know, when you've like, you've got competition horses. And so you're used to just that general dickheadishness. Yeah. Just like is. 
and then you ride something that's just like do 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 okay that's fine yeah that's yeah what yeah. he's like just nothing's above it so the first time i got on him so he hasn't been sat on for at least six weeks he was just just broken and i just was like i'll just hop on him he's fine but as i decided to hop on him two of henry's friends rocked up and the three of them proceeded to do those pedal tractor races by the side of the arena on the concrete of so course. you can imagine the noise and i was on this like newly back not been sat on for ages and he just kind of went racing pedal tractors okay <laughs> and i was like wow he's a dude isn't he he's what a dude it's just you know when you kind of like did that just actually happen i am yeah. not used to that at all so yeah i love him i can't think of a name for him but i you? do love him <laughs> what about you done one that's not the what the one that you bought that's not going anywhere i know like it's not good ben's customers are just saying to him like Oh, you've bought Katie a new horse. <laughs> and he's like, I absolutely have not. He has. He has so bought you your dream pony. I know. Poor it, little poodle. He, just, he actually he's, loves he's it. He's in denial. Well. And it's Henry's favourite, so it's not good. Please let Henry name it. It would be, what was Henry's suggestion was Carlos from Descendants, obviously. Oh, <laughs> I had to veto, and he was he was furious with me, and I'm not joking. He was furious with me that I wouldn't call it Carlos. <laughs> it was just it was just going from one extreme to another. I'm, I'm laughing at the fact that oh, you're yeah, Carlos, and I've got a horse called Vince. So that's true. Know, I mean, I've got Belinda, so you know, I'm in no position to talk. <laughs> We're here taking the piss out of these. Now. Oh yeah, that's a stupid name. We're like, I never even could like to other people. Like horses are called things like uh, silver and trigger and things like that, aren't they? Yeah. And then I like not they, names. I like kind of random. Oh no, I things. love a good. I love a good human name for a horse. I don't see Solo. The name Solo, and then I mean, I did give Chance his name, which. But to be, he was a bit similar to your guys in that he didn't have a name, not quite as long as yours. I think it was about a week. And that the story with Chance was that he was rescued from the meat man. So he was meant to be being put down and I, I, I bought him. And for the whole week, we kept calling him the one that's on its last chance. And that was, and so, and yeah, so that just, so at the end of it, they were like, well, he needs a name. Or, well, let's just call him Chance then. So he just yeah. became Chance from that. So they do find their names sometimes. And I think maybe when you start riding them a bit more and doing more with them, their little characters will come out. And like, well, like the black spoon face one, will become arse face. The black one is just Hagrid. It's the hairiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen hair like it. Like, honestly, I don't think you can see most of the time. I have to keep plaiting it and tucking it, giving him curtains and tucking mm. it behind his ears. I don't think you can see where he's going. He's so cute, though. Hog it. Get them, get them clippers out. Do you know what? I am a big one for hogging, but even I don't think I could do it to that horse. I, I really love how hairy he is, but he does get quite hot. He's not enjoying this heat. Yeah. Rate. Anyway, so. He needs a Solero. <laughs> or a chalk ice. <laughs> or a chalk ice. Just calm down and have a chalk ice. Whatever <laughs> your name is. Ice. Them. Yeah, like I say, I mean, don't worry about the names that like you say. You're going to end up shouting just abuse at them soon. I'm sure yeah. so. So we 
we've both been to a show and I felt like we both had a bit of a a bit, a bit of a breakthrough moment um, and obviously there's the new rules and how they worked and so we just thought we we're gonna have a quick chat about that so I went to Western Lawns for four days with mine and I felt can like- I just ask one question before you start yeah. before we get onto the serious stuff so you went to Western Lawns did the poodle and Henry go too yeah so and you all slept in the lorry yeah god I bet that was fucking hilarious it's not too bad. I mean, it was very hot. Yeah. Very, very hot. So Henry and Ben are always hot at the best of times. And Ben yeah. thought the lorry, he thought he turned the lorry's aircon on, but in actual fact, he turned the heating on. That's helpful. <laughs> By the time he got out from putting Henry to bed, the sweat was just <laughs> running down his face. <laughs> so that was Did good he, he needed a chalk ice. He needed, a chalk he needed ice. more than a bloody chalk ice, let me tell you. <laughs> he needed a hose. Um, also, our lorry very helpfully decided that it would be a really good time for the fridge to break. So, oh my God, so how do you keep your gin cold? I'd forgotten the gin. The gin was the only thing that I had forgotten. Luckily, Carla had brought gin, so that was very oh. good. Thank God That's why she's your trainer. Exactly. Praise be, praise be, Carla. That's the sort of trainer you want. The kind of girl that doesn't forget the gin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, literally just picks up my messes. Um, but yeah, so all the food. The great, I bought a bag of grated cheese. I'm really sorry if this is so boring, but I bought a bag <laughs> of grated cheese and it melted in the fridge. It was just runny. So it was just like this massive <laughs> lump of cheese, mm. almost like you could grate it again. Oh, no, no. It was like pourable. Oh. It was liquid. Oh, that, well, that's I'd quite like that, I think. Just like lie me down and pour that in my mouth. I love it's a bit of cheese. Grim. So yeah, would... we were in the same stable role as William Whitaker. I honestly was like, oh. Every time I walked past the stables, I was like. Oh. Do you not think, do you not think that maybe, maybe, he was texting his mates going, oh my God, I'm in the same row as Katie from Buck Off Banter. I think that's probably I what happened. he was. I think that, I, th- I was getting those vibes from him, totally. <laughs> was, he, was he not like looking at, giving you a bit of side eye? Like that. Oh my God, it's her. It's her. I reckon he must have done. I think he, I, well, at one point I thought that his groom thought I was casing the, like the tack because... I think he was like, why does that girl just keep looking like longingly over here? And obviously they've got like about 7,000 CWD saddles stacked up here, Mm. there and everywhere and uh, millions of bridles, which to be fair, I was also eyeing up. Um, I would have knit me one, couldn't knit me one of them saddles. I was just like, wow, I'm in the same stable role. No. And I think the groom was just like, um okay like let's padlock everything tonight let's like stand as a protective wall you know like when people when footballers take a sh- one of them shots and all their yeah. mates stand in front of the goal covering their bits <laughs> kind of like what the grooms had to do to keep you away from William Whitaker, wasn't it really yeah. like, oh my god it's years again is, half the time he wasn't even there but it was like Will wasn't even there it was literally just a case that Will um, <laughs> totally <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, two, Will, two stables down from him. I was just looking at, like, just the stables and just being like, 
Yeah. Because then ne- he was <gasps> next door to James Whitaker. So I was like, I mean, I'm basically one of the family. To be fair to you, though, you look the fucking business with your own <gasps> little stable drapes of yours, oh, didn't you? you amazing. Look, you, look, you look the absolute tit. I was yeah, so excited. Was like, Look at and I'm so not cool as well that like we hung them up. Like, so there was a few of us that had gone together. And I just was going, Look at them on the beautiful. I'm so happy. I don't know if I've ever been happier in my life. And it's like, you know, and especially I think the show jumpers do that really cool, just like when they win a class or something, they just like walk out like they don't care. And there's me going, Oh my God, look at the drapes. <laughs> everybody, everybody, look at the drapes. <laughs> Will, Will, come and look at my drapes. 100%. I should have invited him down. Have you ever seen seen anything so beautiful? No, I have to admit to you, Katie, I I did see them and go, they are a beautiful set of drapes. I was very jealous. They were, to be honest, good job you did have a good show, but it didn't matter. Because you looked the absolute tip. Exactly. It That's looked, the thing. it was amazing. Yeah, those drapes. So, yeah, that was, um, that Wait, was did you get those for Christmas? Did you get those for Christmas? I think so. And you know what else? Because I'm so bloody forgetful. I remember like, as I was unpacking them, I was thinking, if only I'd got round to getting them embroidered before we got here, that would have been really exciting. And I opened them and I had got them embroidered, but I'd forgotten. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, beautiful. They're embroidered too. And you know what? Like, my friends are kind of like, well, they're yours. Surely you would know. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. I am like, honestly, so embarrassing to be around. So that was... You do need to get... um, I know it's been lockdown and everything. (laughs) And, you know, we'll, we'll go with you with that, but... You do need to get out a little bit more, my love. And that's coming from me. That's coming from me. To be honest, I think everyone was feeling that. I think everyone had that <laughs> feeling with me. <laughs> William Whitaker's gone home. He's like, well, she liked her drapes. That weirdo that kept... That weirdo she appeared that kept to like my me. drapes as well because she spent a lot of time staring at them. <laughs> and just you smiling. Know, the weird thing is, though, it's like when... I mean eventing is a little bit different to you guys because um we compete against sort of olympians i mean i may have mentioned my mark todd double thumbs up once or twice before that could have come up we compete (laughs) but we compete against like these top level riders quite frequently even like at the lower level so even at like sort of b90 you'll see you know the, the top guys out so for us i mean we do get a little bit starstruck with it um but for us it's kind of a little bit more normal but I can imagine sort of being stabled alongside them that kind of blew your mind a little bit it totally Um, did I have to admit I have to admit for me um I kind of got a little bit fangirly stroke starstruck with uh, when I was volunteering in that way because you know I was seeing them a bit differently and it was yeah it's, it's it's when you see these people sort of different isn't it than what you're used to then I think that's like you say it kind of blows you away a little bit like oh they're human I know very honestly it's just all very exciting (laughs) Um, stable drapes are a thing of beauty I'm very proud of you for those 
they were so pretty so the, should we go on to the like the actual show did. yeah like, i mean probably should how long can you talk about stable drapes for i mean i could to be honest i could go on a good bit longer but i suppose everyone else is probably turning off about now so go on then i'll tell you how the horses went <laughs> so yeah why we wanted to cover it is because i've talked about this before like i've blogged about it my nerves are shit like absolutely horrific i have said before that I don't really enjoy shows. Um, I find them so stressful. There's very little time throughout the whole experience that I have any fun. It blows Ben's mind that he wastes all of his money. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this time, you know, I'd said to you that I'd said to Carla, I think I might be getting the hang of this. It, It kind of transferred to the show. And like every so often I would get a little bit of the old like, oh my god oh my god and then I was like usually like I've used like sports psychology I've used something to try and manage that so I've used like a technique like the ant thing you know like the um putting it in like the bubble and stuff this was different because this was kind of like my own head managing my own head so like I would start to be like oh my god oh my god oh my god and then I was like okay what are you worried about and then I was like what if what if one of them stop and then I was like if one of them stop and it's something that you've done wrong that's on you and you need to improve that. But if they just mm. have a stop at a show because something's happened, that's on them. And you can't, if you worry about that, that's not going to make mm. any difference because that's on them. You can only do your job. And that mm-hmm. for me, and I don't know if it would help anybody else, but for me, that has made all the difference. It's kind of like a lot of my worry has come, I think, from worrying about what the horse might or might not do mm, and it was worrying like, about the future yeah I kind of went but I can't control what the horse chooses to do mm. so I can only think about my job and leave their job to them and if they get their job wrong they're either they've made a mistake a genuine mistake mm-hmm. or they've done something naughty they need to be told off they need to learn that they can't just piss about but it's not like the end of the world. It's no, just yeah. how it goes. And then I would say that to myself and then I'd be like, totally calm again. Yeah. Oh my God. And I think I was actually like, I, I walked the courses and I was fine. I was like quite mm-hmm. chill. I had like fun. I could chat with people and I didn't feel violently ill. It was really bizarre experience. And then... <laughs> Do you think as well, the other thing as well was the fact that you were there doing it for several days, it almost took the pressure off a little bit. So no, instead of thinking, when you bad. go to a show. I'm bad at oh, all really? shows. Yeah. I'm just honestly Because I would have thought that like, maybe just like you could go, oh, well, even if I do fuck this up today, I've got tomorrow or whatever. No, because what I usually do so, is I go, oh my God, like if it goes wrong on the first day, imagine how it's going to be on the second day because I'm going to have to get back on and I'm going to be okay. so nervous. Like I am the worst. What's that cat- catastrophizer? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just the weirdest thing. Like I can't. I think that what it's been is I've talked about in lockdown how we've really worked on the canter and you know straights and things like that. And I think it gave me a really clear thing of that is your job. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. job is to do this. The other jobs are the horses' jobs. Yeah. So you've got to focus on your job 
and whatever else mm-hmm. happens is not your job. And it really yes. helped me. It was weird. But so the, was it the first day? I think it was the first day. Um, the boys, Manny was a total hooligan because he hadn't been out for so long and he went into a venter mode and he was just like, let's see if there's an, a hedge that I could jump in the distance. He actually Get won. that boy event in. Oh, he won the class. But at one point I had two hands on one rein. It was the least stylish attempt ever. Um, Who cares? You won. I mean, it helped pay the bill for the poodle. Um, but Belinda... Are you going to be in horse and hound? I would very much doubt it. Um, <laughs> but, um, the poodle... No, not the poodle. Christ Jesus. Belinda... Um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> Belinda... <laughs> Give me strength. Um, Belinda, I'm just taking a glass had... of a mouthful of wine then. <laughs> she had a stop. And usually... I would have come out of that ring and I would have been like, yeah, so demoralized. That would have been it. The show was yeah. going to be a disaster. We might as well all go home. She was useless. I can't ride. Let's just give up. Let's take up tiddlywinks. And like, I think Carla, had, yeah, Carla was riding at the time. So she didn't see the round. And she came, like, she, I went and she said, How, you know, how did that go? And I said, She had a stop. It was 110% totally my fault. I made a mistake. I was lazy and I didn't walk a distance. And I asked someone, <laughs> um, honestly, I think she probably okay. wanted to smack me in the face of the frying pan. Um, I asked someone what it walked. They said five. I rode a quiet five. It was a long five. And she got there and she was just, she was wrong. And I kind of kicked her and went, I think you probably need to take off. Otherwise we're probably going to canter through it. Yeah. And she isn't a one for that. She's, she gets nervous and she was like, no. I felt really calm and I was just like, I know exactly what went wrong. I can come around yeah. to that again and I won't make that mistake again. I, honestly, I just, that's never happened to me before. It was. That's amazing. And like, it's not from anything. Nothing's changed. No sports cycle. There's just been nothing. It's, I don't know what happened. And then, so the other thing was, um, pa- was pancakes aim for the show, which scared the shit out of me. Um, so Carla said, what we need him to do, we've been doing all this training. We decided at the last minute, the aim for him was to drop him down to discovery and that he would jump very, very steady rounds and try and understand that just because you're at a show, it doesn't mean it's any different than at home. Mm. And he would train around the the classes. So she said, the thing is, he's probably going to stop because he doesn't understand how to jump like this yet. We're teaching him something new. He's probably going to get there and lose his bottle. And you are just going to have to pat him and bring him around again and let him work out for himself how he needs to do the job. But then for me, I was like, oh my God, (laughs) he's going to stop. I hate when they stop. I'll fall off. This is disaster. Anyway, he jumped amazing. So he, um, he jumped the discovery for the first two days and he was super and so the third dish said, what are you jumping tomorrow? And I was like, I'll probably, I was just going to do the discovery the whole time. That's what we'd said. And she said, no, why don't you just jump him in the newcomers? Because that's what he was entered in. She was like, just leave him in the newcomers. But then they'd moved the newcomers to the main ring where they build stronger and it's a lot spookier. And I was yeah. like, so that I had my like, oh my God, can I do this? And I was really funny for that day because I was like humming and hawing. And I said, what I need to be able to decide is, can I come? to a big square oxer 
in the second half of the course where it's going to be built Mm. and sit very very quietly and come in yeah. on very little canter because if i can't if i fire him all our work's been undone yeah and fuck me i actually did it yeah like it was unheard of and he stopped at fence two so exactly what she said happened would happen happened so he jumped fence one and he was coming to fence two and he was on the wrong leg and he sp- looked at a guy who was standing right next to the fence and he kind yeah. of it took his eye and he got there and he just kind of went oh, I don't think I dare and again I felt totally like cool as a cucumber just went and I was like chatting to him I never chat because usually I can't breathe because I'm like mm. the whole way around mm. I was just like yeah that's okay you run the wrong leg and that guy was there that's totally fine you'll be absolutely fine now don't worry we're away and like roundy popped honestly Carla you would have thought I'd won the Olympics I nearly cried. Yeah. No, 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 no. To be honest with you, you I would have probably cried. Then I'd gone and looked at your drapes and cried some more. <laughs> it was, do you know, you, when you say you feel like you won the Olympics, you actually did in a way because every time you beat something, every time you knock down those fears and that scaredness and every time you achieve something, even if it's a fucking stop, and then you're like, oh, well, I'm totally calm about coming to it. That's the equivalent to us yeah. of winning the Olympics. That's the equivalent of us, these breakthroughs that we have, those medals that we sit, that sit around our neck. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, I had a breakthrough. And, and I feel like people and I think probably the, like looking and going, she's just had a stop in a newcomer's like, why is this girl like, no, no, no. oh my God, thank no. you. I will I accept would, your booking. I, okay. I would have <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, I'd like to thank my mum, the poodle. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank Henry for his, uh, you know, and I think, but that's just the thing, isn't it? It's like, um, one of the things I, I actually wrote this to somebody the other day and, and I, don't know, I can't remember who it was, but I wrote something to someone and I said, your results, the actual result, the final result of a class, the competition does not define you as a rider. And that's, something we we forget everyone that does compete we can't help ourselves we get a little bit sort of results driven yeah we get a little bit competitive i've done it myself i've got home from a show i've looked up the results and i've gone oh I, if i hadn't have had those time faults i would have come first if i hadn't have had those time faults i would have come this if i hadn't have had that pole down i would have come if i'd just been a bit straighter on my center line i would have maybe got a better dress up and then I would have come in this place and we start judging ourselves on our competition results and sometimes and that's just like the worst thing that can ever happen I think because it's not about that a lot of the time a lot of the time it is about going into the ring and doing what you're doing I'm very yeah. proud of you I was so, pr- I was really so proud, proud of, of you. him like that's the thing because he's just come so far and he like he was third on the first day and he won the second day and obviously you came nowhere on the third day but I that third day I just couldn't have been proud of him I was like you are such a good boy like he just tried so so hard I was just yeah like was one of the proudest I think I've ever been and I feel like I always remember I was so so proud of him that felt like the day where he really kind of he just changed and he let me ride him um so it was just, it was such an amazing show because I enjoyed it. I didn't spend the whole time. And I was, I found myself thinking like, this must be what it's like for other people. 
they chat to people. Yeah. <laughs> they look forward to jumping their horses. They walk yeah. the course and they kind of go, yeah, that looks all right. That must be what it's like to be a normal person. It was quite nice. Or not necessarily. I think everyone that suffers from the nerves, maybe they don't suffer it as bad as what you did. And I did not realize you were as bad as that. We all suffer from the nerves because we get a little bit results driven and whatever. We all suffer from it because we all want to do well. But there's certain things, isn't it? And when you can let go of it, when you can let go of certain things, you can start enjoying yourself a little bit more. For me, we had this, obviously I've talked about this big breakthrough I had. I had this huge breakthrough where I stopped being frightened of making mistakes. Yeah. And that's been huge for me. Now, I, like I said, because I, I, I've written about this and I, and I think most people have sort of gone, what the fuck? Everyone makes mistakes for human. But for me, it was becoming crippling. Yeah. Like to the point where I would stop doing stuff. I would stop wanting to do stuff because I was frightened I would get it wrong. And having to admit a little bit of that social media, can't lie, because, yeah. you know, although I do laugh and joke about how shit I am, it is a difficult pill to swallow yeah. to have to say to a lot of people, I really fucked up today. Yeah. And I don't, I don't like doing it. I don't like having to do it. It's much nicer. Although I do joke, when, whenever I have had a catastrophe, one of the things I always laugh about, I went, oh, it'll make a funny blog post. But we don't always want to be the joke, do we? Yeah. You know, I don't want to be the joke for the whole of my life. I want to sometimes be able to go, guys, I did this really well. Yeah. And um, my problem was getting the, the fact that I was starting to close down my world a little bit because I was so frightened of making these mistakes. Um, I was being so hypercritical of myself and oh God. And then, you know, obviously I've been having these lessons with this new trainer, which has helped massively. One of the things was like a couple of times when I've trained with him, Vince is very bold, very bold to offense. And we've taken flyers mm -hmm. and I've gone, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I took a fly. And you went, why are you apologizing to me? I haven't had to put the fence back up. I'm fine. You don't worry about I'm like, but it looked a bit crap. It looked fine. The, the fence stayed up. And it's always been about that. It looked fine. Yeah. The fence stayed up. You rode the next fence fine. Why are you stressing? And so I kind of let that go a little bit. Um, Carla said a really similar thing. I came out of the ring on the last day. So I had a really nice round with Belle on the third day. And I came out on the fourth day and I was like, I'm sorry, that wasn't good enough. And she's like, why was that not good enough? She, she jumped like a really nice round, double clear. And I said, yeah, my strides weren't as good as they have been. She's like, you rolled yeah. the strides that were there. There is not a single stride that I would have, mm. you know, said, oh, you, you did the wrong stride there. And I was like, I don't think it was as smooth as it could have been. She was like, it was a good round. Like, and I watched the video and actually yeah. it was fine. But I think it's exactly what you said. Yeah. It's that like, I, I, I didn't do, that wasn't perfect. That wasn't like, I didn't look like Marcus Enning. Yeah. So let's just iron my yeah. fingers. Yeah. It's letting go of that a little bit, isn't it? Yeah. And um, we, and suddenly I have, I stopped. And my darling friend that I call Minge, Minge, um, not her real name. I she, I love her to bits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I love about her most in the world is she is so honest with me. She's like brutally honest. Like I put some. What do you think of this? She go shit. And I'm like, okay, I won't do that. Um, and she, I, she watched a video of me jumping, and she's like something's happened with your riding and I want to know what it is and I was like no I'm just riding the same I'm riding the same horse no she's like no no something's happened to your riding and then it's when this penny dropped and I was like 
do you know what? I'm actually more relaxed because I'm not frightened about making a mistake. So I'm actually riding better because I'm not trying to make it perfect. Yeah. How does that even happen? But in it, and and then and one of the things is that I've started sharing my videos and stuff with me actually jumping a bit more because I like it. I like watching myself ride now, which is really bizarre. Yeah. Because yeah, I see the faults. They're there. They're there for everyone to see. But also, I see the good now as well, which before yeah. I'd never let myself do. Now I see the faults, and I go, "Well, that's a mistake." But watch how I jumped it the second time when I put it right. Yeah. So you know, I'm it. it, it, it so I went to, uh, had this absolute revelation and I went to Little Downham uh, to the great farce of entries, which was basically, initially there wasn't a B, I wanted to run B100. I'd got it into my head that I had to run B100 and there wasn't a B100 that I could run at because of my shifts at work. There was a 105 entered the 105 and then suddenly that five centimeters in my head became completely unjumpable and I was like no I can't do it can't do this five centimeters and then because um at the moment we're not running as many events as what we were getting into them is so difficult and um events putting in extra days BE gave me uh, extra days and they put a hundred section on the Sunday and I moved to the hundred section I do regret it now but I did it anyway we got there um and I had a totally, totally brilliant day. I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved every second of being there, which is just well, because it did cost me a fortune. Uh, but like, it was just, I, my, you know, sometimes when you take part in a sport and you have a shit day or you're on a forum and people are whinging and you're just thinking, why do I do this? Why do I do this? And then I went and it was one of those days when I thought, this is why I do it. Yeah. This it was just such a good day. Okay, we didn't go sub thirty, guys. I'm really sorry. I cannot believe it's not, it. Okay. I did once. We're expecting this of you now. We're expecting sub we know, are expecting Charlotte. I'm thinking that maybe maybe the dressage judge was having an off day. Next time. I think the dressage judge probably thought she needs to take down a peg or two because she yeah. had that sub 30 and I don't want her to start getting too big for a boot. Also, like, but like previously my dressage tests, I would say that they were universally shit. Like <laughs> I went in, went in and as I entered, it went shit and it got shitter and shitter. Then I'd maybe have a small moment of quite not so shit, but then it went shit again afterwards. And that, and it would be fairly, a fairly uniform level of, shit okay but this wasn't right this wasn't this was um moments of really really nice yeah and then and then bits where things went a bit wrong yeah but I just kind of thought to myself that it was an improvement the score may not show it as an improvement but it was a massive improvement because the bits that were good were really really good and the bits that were bad were really really bad but hopefully if we can draw the bad bits up yeah well that is that is much better because like say if you got for instance sixes across the board like yeah that's different where'd you you go showing like that you can get some eights maybe but then yeah you had like a real problem so you got a four but you're like oh but I know that I can really now focus on that and bring that up so yeah Yeah. that is a really positive thing isn't it so yeah I was I was really happy with that then we went into the jumping this is quite hilarious. So my new trainer likes to whack the fences up. He's a show jumper. 
So to him, unless you're jumping sort of like a meter 20, it's basically a cross pole. So he has this really awful thing where he warms me up over two fences on a distance and then he starts just whack. Once I've just got the distance in and I'm coming into the distance fine, he starts whacking the second part up. Massive. And then afterwards he'll say to me, he doesn't really love me because he goes, oh, that was just 125 today. Oh, that was just one, a massive 120 offset. So you showed him that's not massive. I'm an eventer. I mean, I have to clench my ass cheeks like nothing or I'm going to shit myself. So, so basically, and I've been jumping these massive fences. Anyway, I got to this competition and my, I met somebody there that was um, helping me. She was my groom because we allowed one person, one groom per horse. And she went, are you going to walk the show jump? And I went, oh, no, um, this isn't my class yet. She went, what? And I went, this is B80. This is like, no, Carla, this is the B100. And I was like, oh my God, do you think I'm an arsehole now? Because I thought it was too small. <laughs> Since I know it, it has made me laugh. Because like, normally I'd be like, no, I'm not walking back. Because I look really big close up. Uh, anyway, walked the course. Uh, I, no, I didn't walk the course. I'd missed it because I was too busy thinking it was a B80. Jumped the round. Uh, and what I was really pleased with, it took a bit of a flyer to the second. And normally that would have set the tone for the whole round. Like yeah. it would have just been fly and miss, fly and miss. And I didn't let it. I took a yeah. flyer, came to the second part, okay, got my act together and the whole round. And I was really pleased with the whole round. So, yeah, and we jumped clear, which was really, really nice. And then we went down to the cross country and, yeah, I mean, it was just a machine, if I'm honest. I just, I was a bit nervous. I can't lie to you. But then I came out of the start box and, yeah, he was just awesome. So, yeah, we finished on a nice double clear. We had a bit of time. Um, it's a bit fat. I can't really push for time at the minute. It's I'm trying to get a bit of weight well. off him. Yeah, well, and also he is fat, so he's. <laughs> you know, people are talking. You know, he's carrying. He's done lockdown very well, that boy. Um, so I'm trying. I I've just got to be a bit careful. I don't want to break him by galloping flat out when he's a bit fat. So. But I was just chuffed a bit. Yeah. Really, really pleased. Well, so we're out, are you out? It's a good, it's a good start. Good start. It? So shall we talk about the new rules? Because yeah, that's obviously this was my now first we've experienced time them with like times and things like this. So I give a face. I'm not being funny. Every show jumper that I talk to that goes on about these times, I go. We've got these times, and they have this face of joy. And I'm like, girl, we've been doing this for years. It was the weirdest thing. The first day, I was like, I don't like this. This is this isn't going to work. This is just no good. Because, I mean, honestly, actually, the staff at Western Lawns were fucking incredible. They were amazing. They really were. And the girls on the um, on the rings had their work cut out because there was ring clashes and so things at times were getting a little bit like out of sync and then so I got there for my time and there was a big delay and so then I was like what am I supposed to do this horse because it was baking hot but it was like mm. one of those where if I'd taken it back to the stable I would have kind of had to pretty much and take its tack I would have pretty much put its tack straight back on and take mm. it back so I didn't know what to do and so I was like you see this time thing it's not going to work I'm not going to like it but actually it sort of started to get in the swing a little bit and I got a bit more used to it and I would check, mm. are you running on time or are you going to be late? And then mm. and I bloody loved it. It was amazing. Really 
huge it is fan. good isn't it you just fan of her also absolutely adored having less sauces in the warm-up that was the yes thing. yes it yeah really, it is great it felt like a lot less chaotic a lot safer yeah i didn't like having someone doing the fence um for two reasons um, really <laughs> the first one was that the thing i was most excited at was that carla wouldn't be able to yeah make me jump things i didn't want to jump but that didn't play out quite how i'd hoped and instead carlo carla bellowed from the side oh my god up three and wider she almost goes up we three. We knew that was going to happen. There's no fucking need in any way, shape, or form to go up three. Never three. So I like looked at it. Everyone was laughing at, um, in the, like when we were going into the main ring um, because she was like, up three and wider. And I was like, I was going to go in on that. And she was like, up three and wider. So I like, had to say to the warm-up girl, <laughs> up three and a little bit wider, please. And then she like looked at Carla was like, yeah, Carla was like, (laughs) smiled and was like, yeah. And I was like, so that spoiled that for me because I was really excited about going in after only jumping three cross pulls and she totally pissed on my Yeah. Um, But the other thing is, it was just, it did feel manic and it did feel like, and I wasn't the only one. I spoke to quite a few people when I was warming up and they were like, I've I've hardly jumped any fences because I just feel so guilty, and I think it would be better if you had. Two yeah, that you let go of that then. Um, oh, we, we had th- we have three, so we had uh, one we, person. No, two, two, no, I'm lying. Two, two, two. We had one person who was covering the upright and the oxa. So if you can imagine, like you only were allowed into the warm up with five horses, so you had done your flat. Yeah. Walk. So every single one of those people were wanting wants to, to jump. jump. Yeah. And she was literally like, oxa, upright, oxa, upright, oxa. And, yeah. I mean, and it was boiling. It was baking. I felt ill with the heat. And the girl who sat on the floor, she was quite a young girl. And she had like those thick, you know, those jods, like kind of a bit old fashioned. And they're really sort of fluffy and thick. She had those and a pair of wellies. And I was like sweating, looking at it like, you have not dressed for the occasion girl and she looked like she had heat stroke I mean honestly they were really all of them were amazing but she just got to a point in the day where she looked like if you ask me to put one more fence up I'm gonna lynch you and Mm. so I was like could I have that upright just up a little bit please maybe Mm. just you mind and that that was hard like it wasn't so bad for me because I don't like to jump very much anyway um, but I think no. moving forwards, I don't think it's fair on the riders or on the girl doing it to have one person trying to cover two fences because we had B- at BE, we have three fences. We have one which stays as a cross pole. All right. Okay. Two, so we have three fences, we tend to have three fences in a row. One stays as a cross pole and then you have two on the uh, other two fences. So basically one doing the upright, one doing the spread. Because I'd imagine the cross pole's um, not really going to change much, is it? It's kind of... No, they tend yeah. to just leave that a fairly steep cross pole. And, and, and that's just most people just canter over that a couple of times, just get their eye in. Yeah. Then we jump the, wall, the upright. Um, Eventus have got this thing, which 
since I've been hanging out with you show jumpers, I've realized it's a really shit thing to do, um, which is when they first jump a spread, they like the cross pole in front. So they jump across in front. They don't jump it. It's a parallel straight off. But now I've been hanging out with show jumpers. Uh I've learned that it's a really shit thing to do. So I've stopped doing that. So I think these warm-up people love me. They're like, oh, she doesn't want to cross pole in front. Because supposedly, uh, I don't know why eventers have done it. I've always been told to do it. And then um, a woman called Mia, the Palais Clark that I've been training with, has said, no, don't do that. It ruins their jump. It doesn't make them sharp enough in front. They don't make a great shape over the fence. You're setting the tone for all the rest of your jumps. Uh, just go straight over a parallel. And so I've been doing that, and she is actually right. So, you know, big up, Mia. Uh, so, yeah, so eventers do this weird thing where we jump. We jump across pole a couple of times or once. I tend to just jump it once. Then we jump an upright, go up a couple on that, and then we jump spread. And we have two in the warm-up normally. So one sort of dealing with the upright and one dealing with the spread. Yeah, you see... So. I think we probably, because as well as only two fences, we have more because yeah, like we're not starting with a low cross, so we'll start with a low upright. And I felt really sorry yeah. for the girl because, so I had a really strict thing with Pancake. We've worked so hard and this is how we've trained him. And I was like, this is exactly what we're going to do in the warm up, which means that we start with him over maybe like a 50 upright and he has to jump that until he's jumping exactly how you want him to yeah. so I was like to the girl can I have a very very low upright because by the end what she was starting to do is if you said so if it was like at 110 and you were like this was going to be your first jump and you're like can I have a, a small upright she'd go mm-hmm, and put it down too because she was obviously thinking this is going <laughs> to save me like good and I'd be like yeah. are you fucking shitting me do you think I'm coming at that for my first men's like so yeah with pancake i was like can i have a very 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 tiny tiny and then other people would be like can i have it and i was like no haven't finished and that was actually maybe it'd be worth having three jumps maybe just something to take forward to bs maybe people need to sit if you're only gonna have one person what having a cross pole or something like that would help yeah to be fair, I was gonna say i'm probably the exception but i think yeah if you had a very low upright that would make but I don't know if there'd be the room. Yeah. Anyway, um, the other ones were the people who kept knocking fences. Um, you could tell the girl was like, if that horse hits that fence again, I'm going to chop its legs off. Because <laughs> she was like, by the end, picking them and slamming it back on the cuffs. And I was like, oh my God, I'm thank kind- goodness my horses aren't clumsy because I would be genuinely fearing for my life right now. <laughs> I'm kind of feeling her mood, if I'm honest. Kind of loving that girl in her wellies oh. and her fl- fl- fluffy jumpers. And then when she just sat on the floor, like literally just sat on the floor, and I was like, oh my God, she's on Did strike. no one get a fence then? Well, did no one get a fence? We just kind of trotted around for a bit, like, what the fuck's going on with her? And then the lovely girl who um, just did the best job ever, like who was um, calling people to go down into the thing to wait to yeah. go in the ring. Um, she was like, are you all right? And the girl was like, no. And she was like, come on, you've only got 20 more minutes. Um, and the girl kind of got back up and we were all like, thank fuck. <laughs> like, it was just... Um, yeah. I it hope was... she doesn't listen to this podcast. If you do, if you do listen to this podcast and you were doing this job, you did a sterling job. 
and we're not laughing at you doing that we're, we're, we're laughing because I think I probably would have sat on the floor and cried <laughs> if I'd been doing your job too so it's still it worked really well but I do think you, like tweaks that could be made do you think that people will get do you think people will get more used to it though because this is just this is new isn't it that's the problem at the moment it's like oh god I, and we're very British, aren't we? I don't, I don't want to have to ask somebody for what I need at this moment. So we're all very British and it's all very new and we don't want to have to do it. Do you think as time goes on, we'll kind of be a bit more chill about it? Because for me, this sounds really awful, okay. I never, I don't ever go to a show with somebody to do my show jumps. Yeah. So I usually have to ask somebody that's already there in the middle. And I usually say, would you mind just doing a couple of jumps for me, please? And they'll go, oh yeah, yeah, don't mind at all. Or what I do is I look at the person who's a number before me yeah. and I might, and I might say to the person who's doing their sense, would you mind doing mine too? So actually for me, I'm actually loving the fact that there's somebody there that I don't have to go, oh, would you mind? Oh, thank you. Because they've already said, I don't mind doing your fences. Yeah. So I'm actually quite chill about all this. I'm like, yeah, this is great, girl. There was a bit so, of that yeah. because like when Ben does mine for me, obviously he's got Henry. So Henry is then in the middle of the show jumping mm. warm-up, which you can imagine is like oh, the God. worst health and safety disaster ever. Um, and... <laughs> I really can't ever fully focus on jumping because I'm thinking, is my child going to be moaned? No, out? yeah, you, know? you don't want your, son, you, you don't, your child to die, yeah. Yeah, so that's a little bit distracting, to be honest. Yeah. So that was quite good. I don't hate it, and I love the times. The poodle is all about the times. All right, so... I think we are going to move on to Wanker of the Week. I've got... My first one, I nearly was going to have my lorry and then I changed it and I actually think it should be hero of the week. So we went all the way down to like, where's Western Lawns? Is it, I'm really shit with geography. Is it, we've done this. We've no, I am before. too. Is it like Derby or I think something like that? Maybe a bit further. Anyway, it's just a really long way. It's like a 10 day camel trek. Um, so we drove all the way there and we drove all the way back and guess where our exhaust fell off our lorry, which granted isn't ideal. On the, way th- on the way there? No. It fell off on our drive, coming home. I mean... Heading out? No. Coming home. The lorry got us all the way there, all the way back. And granted, the exhaust's fallen off. The whole exhaust system's like, fuck, and it's going to cost us loads of money. But still, honestly... Oh, my God. So I was cross with the lorry for a second that it's cost us money. And then I was like, actually, you're a fucking hero. It's so much worse. I know. So I've changed my wanker of the week. And you will understand why. Yeah, I know. Obviously, I have mentioned okay. that I was stabled next to William Whitaker. Not next to, but near. So Henry, because we had to entertain him, Henry took his pedal tractor. Actually, the pedal tractors are a theme here. Um, and so... William was riding one of his lovely young horses and Henry shot out in a pedal tractor from between two lorries <laughs> and scared the fucking shit out of his horse. Oh my God. Imagine if we'd been responsible for him breaking his leg. What if he'd fallen off? Imagine. That would have been also would have been quite funny. I wasn't actually there, but Ben was like, I'm so, so sorry. Because we had repeatedly told Henry, like, that we'd kind of set up a little camp and we were like, you know, you've just got to stay in between the two lorries and 
yeah. so careful with the horses. Gonna fucking and ignore that. Yeah, obviously gonna ignore that. He was like, waited until it was William Whitaker and then was like, ha let's test his nerve. He knew what um, he was doing. <laughs> exactly. And like, apparently, when Ben was like, I'm so, so sorry, he was like really nice to him. And he said, like, no, no, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But he's probably thinking, fucking hooligans. Dickhead. Yeah, yeah. dickhead. Absolute Absolutely. So, yeah, that was so. That was my micro of the week. That's like, well, it wasn't really you, it was Henry. Oh, yeah, 100%. Henry. I'm taking no responsibility for that. I would never, go Henry I would never try and injure William Whitaker. <laughs> Henry's a, Henry's a ledge. I think we should just give him a pass, if I'm honest with you, because he was just testing. I mean, he was doing William a favour. You don't want to get that horse in the ring and it starts spooking its shit. He's like, right, come on, let's test it now. This let's is true. Let's on my little tractor. He's doing him a favour. This is true. Oh, Actually, I had a woman. And sorry, I had a woman message a me. Well, exactly. They want them, you know, on their toes. You put you should have gone after him and found out if it won its class and then taken half the prize money. I think it's and the sharpened it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a woman sent me a message. She's interested in um, the black cob. She was like, the thing is, I would, I would really need to know that it was okay with children and dogs. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, seriously, if it's lived with us, it will be so sick of its life with children and dogs. Like, <laughs> just resigned to its fate. I want fucking hell. I'll be like my horses. Yeah. You know, when you're like, the, the one thing I can tell you that this horse will be okay with is children and dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> There's not much you can guarantee with a horse, but when they've been in our household, that's exactly. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So what's yours? I love him to bits, but... And, and I... The actual story behind it is wonderful, and uh, I love it, but I'm going to nominate CB1 Isaac for Wank of the Week. So yesterday, um, I was at work all day and Isaac's 15 now. So he's like, well, you know, over lockdown, we're like, okay, you can start staying at home because normally you go to sort of childcare. You can stay at home as long as we can contact you on your phone. Yada, yada, yeah. So he stayed at home all day. So I'm actually quite glad he did. So I get a message from him in the middle of the day. He's like, your fucking horse is out. <laughs> he said fucking, which did make me laugh. I was like, which one? Which one? I don't know why I asked. I knew which one it was straight away. He's like, Vince jumped out. I was like, right, okay. He's galloping around the summer field. I was like, oh, okay. Well, what do I do? I said, well, can you catch him? So uh, he came back, can't fucking catch him. And I was like, all right. What you need to do now is you need to catch Polly. That's a little pony. Take her in and Vince will cough, follow him. And the problem we have then is if two horses go in, you have to bring all the other two. So I said, so he took Polly in. Right, I've got Polly in. Vince has gone in too. <laughs> and I was like, right, okay, you're going to have to catch the other two and bring them in too. Now, I've already got my fucking Crocs on. He was so angry. I'm really sorry you've got to bring these other two horses in. So he brings these other two horses in. Right, they're all in. Am I your favourite child? Yes, you're my favourite child. That's cool. And then I get home. I'm driving up the drive and I look up at the stables. And not one of the horses was in the actual right stable i'm not being funny we've lived here for years he's fed those horses i don't know how many times in their stables and every single one of them was in a different stable polly 
chancer was in Polly's stable. Polly's only got a two-thirds door. He could have stepped over it and got out. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck's going on with the horses? Well, what do you mean? All of their stables I went, they're not one of them. There's only four of them. How could you have got it so wrong? He went, I did wonder why they didn't really want to go inside. I was like, I say he's bought all four of these horses. I went, did you not look at Chance in Polly's stable? And Polly in Chance's stable, you think, something a bit wrong with those doors yeah. there. And he went, typical teenager boy. He's like, no, I didn't. Props to the lad. You he's know, a good egg, going and catching them in his crocs. He's a, he's a good boy, catching them all in, in his crocs. <laughs> <laughs> how he put them all in the wrong stable i don't know like i was trying to work it out and they i think they've lived here the whole we haven't lived here since 2012 but the horses have not all of them vince hasn't lived here for that long but we've lived here a long time and <laughs> they've always had the same thing i just can't even work out how he did it how he even possible oh, i'll just put them in that one but it did make me laugh but like especially little polly's nose sticking over this door and the chance <laughs> looking like he could step over so yeah it was so yeah he's my one of the week even though he he did he did good he did do yeah good. i think he's a good egg and he you can tell he'll have just been like for fuck's sake why can't you just <laughs> all he wanted to do so he was a teenage boy he wanted to sit with his hands down his pants <laughs> yeah i don't want to think about what he got to when i wasn't there on the internet but instead he was like can you imagine he's crunching he around the field <laughs> you're lucky that he didn't just pretend he hadn't seen exactly exactly i think he knew better than that but he just he did make me laugh because he was like obviously he's quite into tiktok like me and there's this tiktok where they go do you want to see some real speed and he's just like he like he did make me laugh he said all your horses were just crazy (laughs) like do you want to see some real speed and like (laughs) galloping around this field (laughs) he's just like why why do they do that as well horses they're just wankers aren't they anyway Mm -hmm. it was funny good boy he's a good he is a good lad he's a good egg all right so we've got one and that's been sent in and we've got quite we've got a list of like some really good ones um that i kind of um have got in a you know list to do but this one has been bumped up the queue because um she is going to put the rosette in her wedding bouquet. So I've bumped her up the queue. So oh. this says, I would like to nominate my livery client and friend at Birdie Bird 6 for Wanker of the Week. Well, probably for all of the time. After qualifying as a radiographer and rowing the Atlantic, she decided she wanted to get into horses after a few years yeah, out. She's a, sorry, the- sorry, hang on. She's a radiographer? <laughs> yeah. Did you say she's a radiographer? Uh-huh. What and up the radiographers? Rode the Atlantic, the Atlantic as well. Oh, I, I, I mean, I'm not bothered by that quite so much, <laughs> but, you know. She's not a fellow Atlantic <laughs> rower. Yeah, I mean, I've never rode the Atlantic, but whoop, whoop, I've done a chest x-ray. <laughs> you, were, um, you were boating the other week. Did you not go in a canoe or something? You're basically the same thing. I did go out in a canoe. I did go out in a canoe, you're right. Uh, no, kayaks they were. I, you, you know go. what I did You're though? Like I walked home from it because I, got, <laughs> I was very, I was very tired, so I walked home. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, sorry. Um, she decided she wanted to get into horses after a few years out from working successfully with them all over the world. She inquired about livery at mine and asked, and I asked her to bring on a youngster for me to sell while she was finding her own horse. She's getting married mid August, so her requirements were 
fairly non-comprehensive. She needed it to be quiet on the ground so her new husband-to-be could put its coat on and that she could sit on it because she didn't want to have the bother of backing one because she didn't have someone to help her on the ground. She went to look at the black mare and was smitten by her loose jumping. She was a dope on the ground and although cold-backed, you could sit on her. So the purchase was made with money borrowed from her wedding fund, the wedding that's in six weeks' time. She hacked her out in company, once getting her home, for just over a week. The mare was prickly and could be a bit nappy, but nothing that bothered her. One evening, leaving the yard, the mare wasn't having any of it and bronked, not once, but three times leaving the drive. The third time, she really meant it and resembled a spinning, bucking bowl machine. Needless to say, it ended badly. Bruised elbow and hip, but nothing broken. We all supported her by laughing at the fact that she had not only bought a horse with some of her (laughs) wedding funds, but she was now black and blue for the wedding. It didn't end there, though. The next week was spent rebacking her as the mayor had scared herself from booking her off. So I helped twice a day desensitising the mayor who has been renamed PDF, Princess Dickface, and getting her sat back on. (laughs) End of week one, we were doing well. I led her around in the morning, prickly start but settled. So finished on a good note, repeated in the evening. We were both just about to say how brilliantly Princess Dickface had done in the evening when she tripped over her own feet in war with me leading and taking Bird down with her. PDF then on getting up stood twice on Bird's groin and nearly fell back down on her. I thought she'd really broke herself this time and Bird's husband-to-be would really kill us. She is walking very wounded today and looking for wedding rings and can only move like a robot and has had a trip to A&E. She's okay, but God, she is a wanker in the most lovely sense. And then she sent me another message, which was a, a bribe that has worked and said... I told my friend I'd nominated her and he said that if she gets the accolade, she'll wear the rosette with pride on her wedding day. Well, 100%. And also, what a wanker. As if you break a horse, try and back a horse before your wedding. I know. But the thing is, that is something a horsey person would do, isn't it? I know, totally. And they actually would 100% think it was totally fine. Totally fine. You've just got visions of this girl, black and blue, hobbling, like pulling herself down the aisle. Well, like, totally <laughs> 100%. Just, the best is, well, it's six weeks. She's still, I mean, she could, she'll probably get jack jumping before then. <laughs> she should be fine. Fine. <laughs> she'll be like on a Zimmer frame, wouldn't she? Going down the aisle. Like, what's wrong with that? Oh, we took it to a clear round. It's still a bit prickly. How <laughs> 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 she doesn't do what that other girl does and try and jump it herself to encourage the horse? Because all I did was discourage the horse. Part of me, a little bit, hopes she does because it would be quite funny. And she could get two. She could have like one for her and one for the groom. They could wear them. Instead of, you know what them, what them flowers called that you wear on your lapel? Oh yeah, a buttonhole. Yeah, they could have one of each. Yeah. On the wedding day, instead of a buttonhole, wanker, wanker rosette. That groom, bless him, needs to, I mean, he might as well just know what he's getting into. He's marrying a horsey girl. Basically, this is it, just going to set the tone for your life, really, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. Exactly. She's doing the. To be honest, actually, I called her a wanker before. She's doing the right thing. She's doing Easing the right thing. In. He needs to know where he's at. Yeah, he <laughs> needs to know where he's at. He needs to know what his future is. It's going to be picking her up from A and E every couple of weeks. 
And she'll have no she money. was really kind because she got one that although it's prickly to ride, it was very good to have its coat put on. That showed dedication to him. She obviously loves him very much. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she, she took some money out of the wedding fund to buy it. Yeah. Um, but she, she picked one that he could put the coat on it. Exactly. So, and I mean, you know, probably if she, found, if she found a super scopey, amazing bargain that was vicious to put a coat on, she probably would have bought that, let's be honest. But he doesn't need to know that. She probably... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. She could have showed him how to put the coat on it in a nice way. Yeah, with like you know one of those things that old men have. Not old men. Why could it just be old men? The old little, people. The little those, pickers. Yeah, those grabby things. Yeah. I mean, that'd be fine. Yeah, they could have got that. They could have taken that out of the wedding fund as well. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> and these wedding funds really. You don't need a big fund. What you need is a horse. Like, no. <laughs> so what if but he has to wear what? a suit that he's already got? I mean, you don't need a new no. suit for a wedding. And the, I mean, who eats wedding cake these days? Who, exactly. who eats wedding cake? And, you know, you if only half of your horse. guests get fed, that's all right. Because, you know, you, you don't horse. want to over-cater. <laughs> And you know, instead of a, a DJ, just plug like your iPod in and get exactly. someone flicking the lights. Yeah. It's all about the ceremony. It's all about the ceremony. And, and when you've limped yourself down the aisle. Exactly. And also, so, yeah. we had a booking bull at our wedding, but she could just use this horse. So that's a saving right there. But get people, get your guests to sign a hefty disclaimer. We don't. Want, <laughs> like, I'm just putting it out there. If she does go down that route, like, and also maybe warn the local A and E that there's potentially going to be an influx. Katie said it, not me. Okay, can we just have that on record? Just do not edit that bit out. So, I mean, we're going to send you the rosette. Katie said it. Think... Not me. Katie said it. <laughs> we're going to send you the rosette because we think it's going to look really lovely, and we've never had a rosette worn at a wedding yeah. before. So I 100% was, went for that. But we really think that you're very sensible. And it was a wise purchase yeah. because what else do you need a wedding fund for? Certainly not a wedding. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'd send us lots of pictures from that because I, oh I, yeah. I love a wedding. We're so excited. And we also would quite like a video of you dragging yourself down the aisle, if that's possible as well, please. <laughs> <laughs> um so thank you so much for listening and if you can keep your stories and questions because we are going to do another question episode at some point so you can keep stories and questions coming in to book off banter on facebook and instagram and book off banter at gmail.com thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time bye